Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Mindset Moments with me, MC. Now today's pep talk is a familiar one that a lot of us think about and try to work through and it's this idea of finding balance in our busy lives. It can often feel like we're constantly on the go. There's a never-ending cycle of schedules and timetabling and to-do lists and the spontaneity of simply just living is a privilege that really can seem out of grasp for so many of us. Burnout and stress have now become part of our daily vocabulary. And for a very long time, I felt like I was on, I don't know, like some kind of treadmill or hamster wheel going at 100 miles an hour. I was working full time. I was also trying to study and research. And then I was in the middle of that trying to be a good friend and a daughter and a sister and keeping up with all the social engagements and commitments. And I was also trying to squash in, you know, some fitness and maybe the odd healthy eating regime. And I now realise that I'd become so used to this fast pace, like I had adapted to it, that I could almost schedule my burnout. Now, in recent years, I never burnt out, so to speak, too bad, but just enough to kind of get a few days rest and then I was able to get back onto the hamster wheel. And in hindsight, again, I've also realised that I was actually addicted to this adrenaline of being busy. I just, that that was my mindset. However, since COVID lockdowns and particularly in the last 12 months, I'm really trying to take conscious steps to address this in my life and see, you know, is it even possible to live a slower pace of life without, in inverted commas, missing out? Because again, another story I had told myself was that if I slowed down, I wouldn't be able to achieve all the goals I had or do well in life. And this is a concept a lot of us have simply absorbed from the world we live in. So the common theme in our society is fear-based. And then this creates this scarcity mindset. There's not enough. There's not enough time. There's not enough money. There's not enough resources. So we all have to go at 100 miles an hour. And we're all focused on trying to kind of stockpile these things as much as we can. Now, add in relationships, family dynamics, maybe you have aging parents and the juggling act becomes almost impossible. It's like you're spinning 10 different plates in the air. So no wonder stress is often referred to as this silent killer, because having a stress response in your body to any situation is totally normal. It's a normal bodily function. However, it's not meant to be our constant state of living. We have become so adjusted to this way of being that we don't even realise or recognise a lot of the time when our mind or or body is in this state of fight or flight. And this has a huge impact on our physical and mental health. So how do we carve out something different for ourselves? How do we create better harmony in our lives? I have two short exercises that I'd like to share with you. The beauty of these reflections is that you can do them multiple times and I'd highly recommend that because it's amazing what comes up when you come back to them. The first exercise will help you look at your situation from a bird's eye perspective and this exercise works best if you put pen to paper but if you're out and about just feel free to listen along and you can always come back to it later. To begin we start off drawing a number line putting zero at one end and then the number 10 at the other. Now, when you look at this number 10, this is you living your life to your fullest potential. 
and you're radiating this satisfaction in your personal life and your professional life. You're feeling so content with it all. And I really want you to feel into this emotion. How would you feel every morning waking up knowing this was your reality? What would you be doing more of or less of? And who would you spend most of your time with? So let's just jot down some ideas that start to come into your mind. And don't worry about full sentences. Jot down whatever comes to mind. There's no right or wrong answers. Let's just see what we can get going, what creative thoughts come up. Now, as you look back at this list and what you've written around that number 10, does anything surprise you? What were the first things that come to mind? Now, let me also say, if you found it hard doing this task or, you know, imagining this, don't worry, because sometimes when we start off this reflective writing, it can be a little bit tricky because we're used to being in our logical, busy mind and we're not used to tapping into our inner creative voice. So just keep persevering. Okay, so let's come back to the number line. Now, thinking of what's going on for you right now in your reality, where would you say you sit on the number line right now? Now, don't overthink this. Just go with your instinct and let's lock this in and mark it on the number line. So whatever number that is, between zero to 10, where are you? And when you mark this number down, I want you to consider why this number and not the one lower. So what are some of the good things that are obviously going on that have got you to this number? Now let's think of moving this number up, getting closer to that balance and that satisfaction. What are some small steps you could take this week that might help you move up just even one space? So say, for example, if you're at number four, what could get you to a number five? Or if you're at number six or you're at number two, whatever it might be, how can you increase your feeling of satisfaction and move up that number line? This simple number line is so powerful and there's so many ways you can analyse and unpack it. But I like that it acts as a bit of a visual, a snapshot of my reality in a moment of time. Often when I do this with someone, I'll mention, okay, what are the next steps? And people will jump straight to the blockers. Well, I can't do X now because I don't have the time. Or if I had more money, I'd be able to do Y. So there's no real point. Like I can't, you know, I'm not going to be able to get to 10. And yes, time and resources can be seen as blockers, but I really firmly believe there's a way around everything. And often when we think of future steps, our mind straight away will run two or three steps down the line, thinking of huge, big changes. And we kind of let ourselves off the hook and we ignore the little steps that we could do right now that don't require maybe huge time or huge money or effort. So this next exercise I'm going to talk you through is a handy one to declunk or kind of get behind this whole issue with time because that seems to be the biggest blocker for a lot of people. And we're going to look at how could we use our time better. Now there are lots of checklists to help with time management but I love the impact time matrix. I'm going to describe it here but I'll also post it on social media for your reference so you can have a look at it. So to start off we will divide our page into four and you can draw maybe a cross so that you have four sections on your page. And we're going to label those four sections now. So section one is high impact, high time. Section two is high time, 
but low impact. Section three, low time, low impact. And the last section is low time, but a really high impact. So we've got our four sections there and you might want to listen back to those again. Now, what I want you to do is to think back on the last 24 hours or the last seven days and where did your energy go? How many of your tasks were high time, but a high impact? So maybe you had a gathering with some of your friends or family, or perhaps there were certain tasks in your day that you had to do, but they have a high impact. So they take up a lot of time, but they have a high impact. And those things obviously are really important. However, how many things did you do today or this week that were high time, but a low impact on your life? And this is usually where I put phone use and social media because it really eats into our world. Now, maybe you've developed a better habit with it, so perhaps it'll go somewhere else in the matrix. But a lot of people, when we start analysing their time and impact, phone and social media goes often will be in the high time but low impact because it's not giving them much back in their world. And when you think of your impact and time and, you know, as you're filling in the matrix, you also might want to consider the enjoyment level. Because that's kind of an undertone for these um, activities or the things we do in our day, this level of satisfaction or enjoyment that comes with them. Where we really want to focus in on is the things we do in our day that are low time, but high impact. So this is where we're getting a lot for short input, kind of like you're getting, you know, bang for your buck, as they say. So it could be things like, If you get a 20 minute walk in the morning or maybe you try to not check your phone from a certain time, maybe when you wake up in the morning or I know for some people they lay out their clothes the night before and it's all these small tasks, but they have a big long term impact or they really impact their day and can turn it around. Now, as you look back on this analysis of your time, where could you make changes? Is there anything that you could let go of? or reduce and you might want to outsource to someone else. Now notice how this feels for you because we can often feel huge resistance to let go of control of certain tasks and then this idea of asking for help. So the important thing to think of is what's the trade-off? So what do you gain and what's the impact of this? So by trading off this activity what am I gaining? So for example When I started off my coaching business, I decided to consult someone regarding my branding and then I have them create my website. I could have 100% played around with logos and fonts myself and I actually really love that creative side and I knew this would be a high time activity and it would have a high impact when it came to my business but it wasn't the best use of my time. So I didn't have the time and energy to go and learn all the skills needed for that. So instead I switched it around. It became a low time but high impact activity by hiring someone else to do it. Another one that can be interesting and uncomfortable to play around with, especially for women, is the huge amount of time and energy that goes into managing a household and actually looking and examining that closer. And what you'll start to notice is maybe some patterns. So how equally are these tasks shared in your household? And are there some options that you could explore here? 
So for some people that might be rearranging the importance of certain tasks, like does task A have to be done every week or can I change that to once a fortnight? It might be calling on support from the wider family network if that's available to you or maybe having a meeting with everyone in your household to revisit the the divvy up of tasks. For others, it might be getting a cleaner regularly or even sporadically, you know, at certain pressure points when things are really busy. And there's also the option that other people drop their clothes to the laundrette every now and again instead of battling the never-ending washing. Now, these might seem like really trivial things or even unnecessary luxuries. But just to put in perspective, women and girls do over 75% of all unpaid care and domestic work in the home. So we contribute over three times more labour than men in our households. Now, my reason for sharing this really is just to simply get your mind ticking over and to perhaps help you generate some creative ideas of where you can look at time and impact in your day to day. And the main reason here that I'm sharing all this is just to kind of reiterate that you don't need to do it all. You don't need to excel at everything. You don't need to be going at 100 miles an hour. So taking time to reflect and do exercises like these can really help you consciously look at what do you value in your your life and where do you want to put your energy? Because finding this better balance in life is a choice and it requires us to push back against this need to be busy and perfect and this hustle culture that we're surrounded by. Now, I definitely haven't cracked the code fully for finding this elusive balance, but I no longer measure my value as a person by how busy I am It's no longer a sign of success for me. And this is where I leave you. Until next time, take care. Mm